Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wherever, whatever social media you have, we're on it. Make sure you follow us there. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness where you can get strong enough to fight off a sneeze. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free at Mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai for your brand new ride in Lebanon. Check them out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. At Calvin and Settle, if you need new hardwood floors and finishings to upgrade your house, CalvinAndSettle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Jim Schwartz was reported by Brent Doherty over at 104.5 The Zone yesterday to join the Titans coaching staff as a senior assistant. Now, I don't know what senior assistant means. It's not an analyst. It was an assistant. That's what Brent reported. But a lot of Titans fans got very excited because there is a massive concern because we're doing this two days in a row now, talking about the Titans defensive coordinator position, a massive concern about that job and bringing in Jim Swartz, who was a great DC here with the Titans uh, a decade plus ago that got him a head coaching job. He was a fantastic D coordinator for the majority of his five years and Philly helped him win a Super Bowl with the Eagles and now uh, is joining the Titans to some extent. Paul Karski this morning at his website reporting that it's not necessarily that defensive assistant yet for Jim Schwartz, but he has joined the Titans and has been working for a few weeks now as a consultant a few times a week. So we're not exactly sure what this is going to mature into, but I got to say it's it's a good thing that Jim Schwartz is associated with your defense, and that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, look, his head coaching record was not as good as he hoped. He did have one good season with Detroit, looking also, back at it's that. It's the Lions, though, right? So, it's the Lions. It, fair. He was 10-6 and six in 2011 and lost to New Orleans in the wild card game. Uh, and I do remember that game. Uh, and then went 4-12, and 7-9, fired. Hasn't really uh, gotten an, another opportunity since and has been jumping around from defensive coordinator to defensive coordinator, uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and now he's with Tennessee in some role. Here's where I'm at on this, though. Uh, I believe in the title of our show, and also I'm kind of switch things up because another thing came to me uh, okay. during the show. It says, one thing Jim Schwartz can do for the Titans 2021 defense. So, we talked about this pre-show of what that could be. I'm actually going to switch that. Instead of what we were going to talk about, and you can kind of disclose that, I'm going to go another route. Okay. I think what Jim Schwartz does is it gives Mike Vrabel a backup plan. A backup plan that he didn't have a season ago. This is what I think. Okay, I think, it is. I, 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 think, I think last year, Shane Bowen was calling the defense. He was the defensive coordinator without being the defensive coordinator. And then when it wasn't going well, my first thought would be that Vrabel would probably put his hands 
a little bit more on the defense because they haven't they hadn't been performing. Then all of a sudden, Shane Bowen gets promoted for some rhyme or reason. They kind of blame the players. They get those players out. They get new players. And this is a backup plan that if the Shane Bowen experiment, because that's what it is, it's a damn experiment. He doesn't have much. Uh, he, he doesn't have much experience. And going into the first time of being a defensive coordinator, you need a backup plan in a Super Bowl window. So you're not wrong about needing a backup plan. And I'm wondering if you were influenced at all by the chat because Pauly D on Facebook says, Schwartz signing reminds me of the Tannehill signing just in case Mariota didn't pan out that year. Love it. You know, I is, didn't is see Jim, that. But. Is Jim Schwartz, you know, and Ethan Ramsey adds, Schwartz is a great security blanket if Bowen poops the bed. Is Jim Schwartz basically there for Blake, break glass in case of emergency uh, from your defensive coordinator situation? I think so. I, I, I do. I, I do. See, I'm not sure about that. Um, and then Chad adds that uh, Bowen is definitely a sitting duck. It, it puts Shane Bowen in an awkward spot because he is the defensive coordinator by title this he's year. He's been in an awkward spot. And now, right. He's been in a weird spot for 14 months, it feels like. And that's done by his head coach, who is we think Vrabel is doing this to try to protect Shane Bowen when in fact he's actually just putting him in a weird situation. Because now, and I've heard other people talk about this, like, well, what is Shane Bowen doing? Is he looking over his shoulder, uh, doing his job? Like, you know, if you're typing on your computer and somebody's standing there watching you, you always screw up. Like, there's no way you can type the simplest of words if somebody's standing over your shoulder watching you type, you mess up. Is, is Shane Bowen going to have feel that type of pressure because a guy who has been fantastic as a defensive coordinator in this league is now on this staff in some capacity. I'm not necessarily buying into that. I think this is more of a consultant. It's good to have another voice in there who understands defense at this level. There's also a drastic difference in scheme philosophy when it comes to Mike Vrabel and Jim Schwartz. And I know, Mike Vrabel loves the, the term front multiplicity, but there's a difference in the 3-4 defense the Tennessee Titans have been running. Front multiple or not, uh, but they run a base 3-4 with standing up outside linebackers like Bud Dupree and Harold Landry and others to com compared to what Schwartz does, which is the 4-3 with a wide 9 DN that you've seen guys with the wide, like Jason Babin, Zach, is a great example of somebody who can have success in a wide nine defense under Jim Schwartz and have a bunch of sacks. Same thing with Vandenbosch and some of those other guys throughout the mid-2000s. So there is a difference there. I'm not saying that's a deal breaker, yeah, but it's I, I obviously don't put, not. I don't put a lot of weight into that. Jim Schwartz has been in the league since 1993. Yeah, and, this and damn this dude's gone through the Tampa 2 defense. He's gone through the eras of defense. He's gone through stand-up, nose tackles. Like, he's seen it all. That is not necessarily a concern, but I do think they brought him in as a, uh, again, lack of a better term, maybe a consultant to start learning what they're trying to instill in this year's Titans defense. So I like it. Break glass in case of emergency. If an emergency goes on week seven, week eight, and they're having their third down percentage like they were last year and they can't sack the quarterback, then these quarterbacks are throwing touchdown passes all over the yard. 
He yeah. can step in and understand, and it's not that big of a change. So, look, isn't an insurance plan? Is it break glass in case of emergency? It could be those things. I, I feel like that's the drastic, dramatic l- way to look at things because things have to go so terribly wrong for Shane Bowen. They're the no, no, Austin, wrong. They were the 28th ranked defense last year. So, and who was calling the damn plays? Shane, Shane Bowen, Bowen was. So, this is not drastic. This makes sense. Okay. They were terrible. The, the stats don't lie. And honestly, it's not even the stats. It's not even the 28th ranked defense. It's you and all these people in the chat watching every single solitary snap of every single solitary game last season and knowing how bad of a defensive team they were. So here's here's the the because you mentioned we had an original one thing that Jim Schwartz can do for this Titans defense, and you you know went audible and and and, and went away from that and went with the insurance policy. But really what Jim Schwartz is, is who has Mike Vrabel hired underneath him on the defensive side of the coaching staff for his entire first three years as Titans head coach? Shane Bowen from the Texans, Anthony Midget from the Texans, a lot of other guys from the Texans. Uh, You've got uh, uh, Kerry Coombs from Ohio State. He's bringing in guys that he has worked with in the past and is familiar with. Jim Schwartz has no professional connection or tie to a Mike Vrabel team. He's not been on a coaching staff with Vrabel. He was not on the coaching staff when Vrabel was on a, a player. There's really not a connection here other than Jim Schwartz has a house in Brentwood, Tennessee, and is a member of one of the local uh, country clubs and will probably be back for Memorial Day cookout this year because he's back with the Titans. So I think it's Neither good. John Robinson either. Uh, not the, Yeah, right. There's a He's not in the circle. He's not in the circle of trust which the circle of trust didn't do very well last year on defense. So now you bring somebody out from the outside to diagnose maybe what went wrong and gives you a different perspective, a different voice and a different set of eyeballs who thinks differently from you and the most of your coaching staff to see if they can help in any way as a consultant. Cause right now all Jim Schwartz is, is a defensive consultant according to Paul Kaharski this morning. All right. So let's ask this question. Uh, I I'm, Curious about the answer of this question, and I've kind of got a follow-up. Jim Schwartz joining the Tennessee Titans coaching staff as a defensive consultant, that's as far as we can know for now. Is it a big deal, a small deal, or is it a no deal based on your opinion in the chat and you, Austin? Jim Schwartz joining the Titans coaching staff in some role is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Comment in the comment section. I'm really curious to see what the chat has to say. Yes, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, either you or someone you love, know where to go to get the best care possible from the beginning to the end of the process, uh, from injury happening, getting the clinic, getting the consult happening, to the end through the rehab process, Bone and Joint has you covered. They've got a beautiful state-of-the-art facility in Franklin, Tennessee, where they do the testing. They do all of the imaging. They do the surgeries there, and they have the rehab there. So they don't send you all over town. They're not knowing what address you have to get your MRI at. Boneandjointtn.org. That is where to go. Over a dozen doctors who specialize in anything that can go wrong with the human body. Again, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. They are our title sponsor. Support them like you support us. We support them, and they support us. Let's just be honest. With that money, that cashola that you can win, had a big NBA parlay 
hit two nights ago. Did what about, you know, what about last ebbs, night? What about ebbs last and, night? Ebbs and flows. Hey, I'm an honest man. I lost uh, uh, some money on the damn Tampa Bay Lightning, and I don't usually bet on hockey, but they just seemed they were they just seemed destined to win last night, and they did not. They lost four to two to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, uh, damn you, Champa Bay or whatever they call you, but. You that that's what that's the way it goes. We're honest people here. Austin and I have been having a great time on the BetMGM app. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports for great promotions. All right. So the question is here: Jim Schwartz joined the Titans coaching staff as a defensive consultant. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Uh, Titans for Life says I think he's here to help in game planning. Um, let's see. Uh, Matt says could be a backup plan for Mike. Uh, Ronnie says, big deal. Uh, Jared, big deal. Jordan, big deal. Let's see. Chad says, big. Timothy, uh, big. Thomas says, huge. Marquis, big. Wow. Steve says, big. Wow. I will says, he isn't rushing the passer, so he's going to go with a small <laughs> deal. Uh, let's see. Steven says, big deal. Jim's either going to replace or train Shane Bowen. Steven says, medium deal. So let's just change that into our verbiage of uh, small deal. Now, Philip says big deal. Alex, big guy, small deal. John, Michael Presley, big deal. Uh, Gregory, big deal. Rob, big. If you fully trusted Bowen, there would be no need for his assistance. What do you think about Rob's comment right there about if you fully trusted Bowen, you would not need Jim Schwartz? He doesn't, I, I just, he doesn't fully trust Bowen. Look at what he did last year. Yeah, if but he fully, I also, if he I, fully, no, the key word to this sentence, it's not a bad comment by Rob, it's fully. Fully is the key word. If I fully trust you, then you can watch my dog or my kids. I fully trust you. Yeah, kids. But, but what Mike Vrabel last year told us that he doesn't fully trust him, just because he gave him the defensive coordinator title, last year he should have done that. If he fully trusted him, like it doesn't make sense. So uh, I, he doesn't fully trust you. Know, I, 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 don't, I don't think, because Rob's saying like because of this move, he doesn't trust Bowen. Even if he didn't have this, I don't think I don't think the addition of Jim Schwartz to the coaching staff as a consultant automatically means that Bowen does that Bowen's not fully trusted by Mike Vrabel. I, I, I don't. Think, I didn't think he was before. I, I don't. I don't think there's an automatic like cause and effect to what Rob's saying here. Jason says small deal. He's probably not even allowed on the field to coach the players. Which I, there's a there's in college if you're an analyst you cannot coach the players. Like Butch Jones was not coaching players at Alabama he was doing other things well yeah like an, collecting checks from the University of Tennessee that's what yeah, he was doing yes and then now he parlayed that into an Arkansas State head coaching job but that's uh regardless BMO says the Schwartz hire is huge for Jeffrey Simmons uh has a history of having Pro Bowl D tackles Hainsworth Sue Marcel Darius Fletcher Cox it's a good list I, lo- right I like that comment BMO I think that that's very intelligent to kind of look to see his experience, as I, said, as I said, he started as an NFL scout in 1993. He's seen a lot of players, coached a lot of players, a lot of personalities. Jeffrey Simmons and Autry, those two guys, maybe he can get the most out of them being an analyst or whatever he is. So I say small deal, Zach. I don't think this is a big deal. It's not a no deal. It's good. Like It's a good move to have a person who's successful coaching defense in the NFL in your building in some capacity. It's just good to add more smart people, right? That's not a bad thing. So it's a small deal because we don't know what he's going to be doing. If all he is is a defensive consultant, and as Paul's 
Pekarski's reporting that he's going to be there for a few times a week as of right now, then maybe he's just helping Shane Bowen and some of the other staff members analyze what went wrong last year and do, do some game plan tweaks in the offseason about what can be tweaked. Like We don't know what the extent of this is going to be, so in my opinion, it cannot be a big deal at this point. It can only be a small deal because it's definitely not a no deal. It's not a no deal, and I don't think it is a big deal based on the information that we know and the role that he will play now in the immediate future. Uh, it's a small deal because here's the other thing, and I, and I will give – I don't usually give Shane Bowen any credit, but I do think that Shane Bowen – I'll give credit to the situation. I think Shane Bowen is set up for success to improve this Titans defense. Now, you're starting from 28th, last and third down percentage, bottom five in sacks, right? Yeah. I think all three of those categories can be improved upon based on the new players. I believe the Titans, especially John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, when they told us in so many ways, words and actions, that the players we're not the right fit to get this defense where they need to go. So I'll take their word for it. They're inside the facility. They dealt with these players. They know the personalities of Jadeveon Clowney and Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson and, and Bacaro. And I'm not saying those individuals, but they knew the team. I think this is a small deal. I do think it's a backup plan if things do go awry, the break glass of, in case of emergency. So that is a deal. But in the immediate, this is a small deal to me. I think Shane Bowen, if he improves him from 28th to 20th, he's done a good job. That's just the deal. Yeah, Sean says the Titans secondary is still suspect. Doesn't matter who's coaching. Don't I mean, disagree. Yeah, the, the the roster flip of the secondary is very intriguing because, you know, two months ago, they were the highest paid secondary in all of the NFL. And now they've cut Vicaro, cut Adore, cut Malcolm Butler, only signed back Janoris Jenkins that we have learned is a two-year deal. Uh, and so, what's up? I do want to do this. Tomorrow is a Titans Thursday, correct? Yeah. We we, we do three topics and then uh, Magic Bucket. I would like maybe that third topic. Let's go all in on the Jackrabbit conversation. We've been talking about it. Why I, do you do that? I need to have the Jackrabbit Jenkins, and we need to we need to set a standard on this show on what we're going to be calling Jackrabbit or Janoris. Why, or why do you got to do this? Do you know? Do you also know what tomorrow is too? I I, I do know that did not go into this. Of course it didn't, because of course you didn't think about me having to do something that I don't want to do on my birthday. I think, <laughs> I, but it's good. But this show is not about you or about me. Yeah, well, of course, it's my show. Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, so fine. We'll, we'll have the conversation about me not wanting to call Janoris Jackrabbit on my birthday tomorrow. So okay. we'll, we'll, Third topic. we'll have that. Let's fine, go. Let's, uh, let's have that. I, I want to do that. We need uh, to do that. Another comment I was going to read. Uh, Brett says, uh, guys, the defense is going to improve eight or nine spots. And then follows up and says, it was the player's fault. Now, I don't know if it was a player's fault at all, but we're going to find out whether it's the, the coaches or the players because the players have changed and the coaches have stayed the same for the most part on the defensive staff minus whatever Jim Schwartz is going to be doing. But 
if the Titans defense can be at least top 20, then I, I think that's, that's what you're aiming for. Like that's the offense, I the, I doubt the offense is going to be top two or three like it was this past season. So if the offense is at least top eight, and the Titans defense is top 20, then, then that works. I think. All right. I, I found my love of the show and it came very, very subtly and it made me laugh and it goes to the man, Big Mac. He has anointed Shane. It's the players Boeing. <laughs> man, that's funny. That funny. is funny. Big Mac, you're getting the love of the show. That made me laugh, man. That's good. All right, so that it's very interesting. So we'll find out what happens uh, with Shane Bowen moving forward uh, as well. But uh, something happened recently. Uh, what was that? Monday? Was that Monday that the uh, that the trade for Sam Darnold happened? It's Wednesday. I thought yesterday was Wednesday, and so who knows what day it is? But Monday, Sam Darnold uh, was traded from the Jets to the Panthers, and you see people all over Twitter saying, can Sam Darnold be the next Ryan Tannehill? So we're here to ask the question, can Sam Darnold be as successful as Ryan Tannehill as they've both been in similar situations? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. I absolutely can do that. Wilson County Hyundai, the place to buy your next vehicle and your next ride, whether it's the Hyundai Elantra, the Hyundai Sonata. You see in the bottom left corner of your screen, that black Hyundai Sonata. That's the newer version, the upgraded version of what I ride around in and dominate the streets. If I could dominate the streets in a 2012 Hyundai Sonata, God knows how you can dominate if you're riding around in a 2021 Hyundai Sonata, all at a great price, Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai, they're friends of the show. They'll hook you up with a great price for you or your family, whoever you're buying your vehicle for. Plus, bottom right-hand corner of your screen, the Hyundai Palisade 2021. They got those bad boys in stock. They are flying off of the shelves, as they say, right out of the dealership, high demand, but they have them in stock. That is the 2021 Hyundai Palisade, their edition of kind of that mid-sized SUV or full-size SUV, actually. That's Third the best row, part. Baby. Third row, full-size. Let's go full. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, NZ Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Make sure you download the app today. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. If you win the bet, awesome. You win the bet, you get all the money. If you lose the bet, you get it all back in free bets uh, to go take multiple shots uh, at making more money. The BetMGM app is awesome. It's fun. Innovative parlays, one-game parlays, boosted odds specials, game props, player props, and more. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789 here live on a Wednesday. Got shade to come as well. But Zach, uh, Sam Darnold gets traded to the Panthers from the Jets. The Jets, in return for the third overall draft pick a few years ago, they get a six round pick this year. And then next year, a second and a fourth round pick. So the Panthers get to keep eight overall in this year's draft and every other pick in the first five rounds they have, uh, and get a quarterback to come in and compete with Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater is still under contract with Carolina. So a lot of people 
as b says the Jets lost that trade. But a lot of people on, on Twitter saw this and think Ryan Tannehill leaves Miami and gets out from under Adam Gase, who was fired in Miami and traded by Brian Flores and the new GM there. He comes to Nashville and puts up gaudy stats and helps the Titans go to the playoffs in back-to-back years, the AFC title game in the first year, win the division in the second year. And they think Sam Darnold, unique talent, high draft pick, great pedigree, sucked because of Adam Gase maybe. Now Adam Gase gets fired, new uh, head coach trades him away. Can Sam Darnold be as successful as Ryan Tannehill was? That's what we're going to get into. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting question because I think I'm. I feel like a lot of people believe in Sam Darnold. I kind of do. I do. I mean, you, you believe in more Sam Darnold. I know more than Carson Wentz. I know. Oh, you absolutely. I, I, Sam Darnold has not been broken to the level of Carson Wentz. Like Sam Darnold still has a lot of athletic ability and arm talent to go play successfully. He was making some crazy throws, just that that not everybody can make. And he, I just, I distrust and think Adam Gase is so bad at being a head coach in the NFL that I, I, I do believe Sam Darnold is way better than what he's shown in the first three years with the Jets. So the question we're asking is, can Sam Darnold be as successful as Ryan Tannehill? I, I think it is a great question because Here's the caveat. Sam Darnold's 23 years old. Right. He has his life ahead of him. 23? I mean, 23. If I could go back, I was 10 years ago in my life. 23? So you can do so much with that, but it is right place, right time. I look at Sam Darnold a lot in the eyes of like what Matthew Stafford wish he could have done get the hell out of Detroit at 23 years old, right? But he didn't. He took the cash, and here's the caveat, the other one. Matthew Stafford had Calvin Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, right? Sam Darnold had Robbie Anderson. (laughs) And then he didn't have Robbie Anderson. But guess what? Guess who he has again? Robbie Anderson. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So... (laughs) What's the ceiling? Let's diagnose this question. Can Sam Darnold be as successful as Ryan Tannehill? Answer your question in the chat. Yeah. Uh, can he get to an AFC championship game? No. Well, NFC. Can he get to a, a, a NFL championship the game? conference championship game? Uh, no, I don't think so because the Panthers are not where the Titans were. The Titans were a contending team. In four years, Drew Brees is already gone. Tom Brady will be gone. The Atlanta Falcons... Well. Who, uh, who I do uh, – let me take this t- two seconds. Two, two, two seconds. Okay, go ahead. I, I do have to take well, some – No, we're going to talk about that in a second. So hold, hold your horses on that. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You can bring it up. I'll give you the opportunity to bring up what you're about to say. You know what just, I was about to say. Yeah, I absolutely know what you're about to say, and we'll talk about it here in a second. We'll, we'll talk about it in like f- five or ten minutes. All right, you promise? Uh, but uh, for, about Sam Darnold, like you mentioned, four years, well, he's – Got one year deal, uh, one year left on his rookie deal. The, the the Panthers have already been reported that they're going to pick up the, the fifth year. So he's got two years in Carolina before they got to make a decision on him. So can, what can he be in the first two years in Carolina? Because that's what we've seen with Ryan Tannehill is two years. And so I don't think he can be as successful 
as Ryan Tannehill just because the, the Titans and the Panthers are in different spots. The Panthers lost a lot of games by one score last year. And Matt Rule talked about if they could just win half of the game that they lost by one score, they would be contending for the playoffs. But again, the NFL is a one-score league. Like, that's kind of how that works out. That's why spreads are two and a half and three and a half, and a big spread's a touchdown. So, I, I don't think so, because... All he has to do is get to a conference championship game. Yeah, that's that's not asking too much, though. He's got 10 years to do it. So I guess you're thinking, yeah. That 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 my answer is yes because I, of I play the odds. Like, well, because Tannehill was able to do that in the first year with a new team without Adam Gase. Yeah, but how old was he when he went there? Thirty-one, right? Sam Darnold, I referenced, is twenty-three years old. My answer is yes, he can. And oh, Matt Rule, I, I like I, Matt, Matt Rule could be this sneaky good head coach that just needed to rebuild his entire franchise based on what he was left with. Let's think about what the, what the, the Cardinal, uh, what the Panthers have. They've got Christian McCaffrey, which helps, right? That's a weapon that he didn't have anything close to with the Jets. I mean, that guy's electric, we know. Yeah, yeah, right? So what else does he have around him? The offensive line situation, I'm not sure. The Panthers' defense had to be reworked because they were really good, then they got old. Uh, so I, I just don't think the Panthers had as much in the cupboard as the Titans did. And Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey are, are both highly productive running backs that help out their quarterback. So I do, I love the situation that Sam Darnold's going into, but I just think, I just think that Ryan Tannehill was way better for way longer and more of a veteran guy when he came to the Titans compared to where Sam Darnold is in his career. They're just, but he was with the Jets, they the couldn't Dolphins, protect him. The Dolphins, it's the same. The Dolphins that's, were better than the Jets. That's why we're. That's why this comparison is being made is because the Dolphins and Jeff both Jets were both god awful organizations with a head coach named Adam Gase who was just as bad. Here's the other reason why I say yes. Matt Rule took a very unique approach last year. He went all offensive free agency, but he drafted every single solitary one of his draft picks, which I believe was like seven maybe even eight, were all defensive guys in 2020. So if in Sam Darnold's, let's say not this year, but next year, all of those draft picks that were defense, they're going to be in their third year. All of those are not going to miss. You're going to hit on probably three of those guys in that draft class. That could be big to help Sam Darnold, especially because you referenced they were close last year. They just had, you know, Teddy two gloves, Throwing picks. Yeah, I did see our, our, our buddy Alan Bell, who hosts our A to Z Sports Pick Show. He mentioned for CBS Sports Line that they actually ran their simulations like they do, and that the Panthers' simulations were actually better with Teddy Bridgewater than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's more prone to mistakes than Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, yeah, I'm not trying to discredit that, but that was there's a different. Like I think Sam Darnold has a much higher ceiling than. Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is a lot safer. But again, Matt Rule obviously is not okay with playing it safe again because of the move, because of making the trade for Sam Darnold. I'll tell you my, my opinion on simulations. Uh, I did a Madden season and the Jets made the playoffs. That was a simulation. So uh, I, I don't, I discredit that. So it's my asked, personal opinion. Puka brings up who is the Panthers 
uh, quarterback coach. I, uh, isn't uh, Joe Brady there with Matt Rule in Carolina? Joe yeah, he's Brady, the offensive coordinator. So and probably coaches quarterbacks to an extent because Matt Rule is an offensive guy, and so I, I that look, it's set up nicely for Sam Darnold to go and rehab his career. Um, so you say no, and I say yes. I say no because we're we're comparing him to what Tannehill has done the last two years. Get to an AFC Championship game, and I just don't think Sam Darnold can reach that height. I think Sam Darnold can be successful in Carolina. I don't think he can be as successful as Ryan Tannehill. Uh, that's just how I feel about. It. Like Ryan Tannehill made the Pro Bowl once and was a Pro Bowl snub the second year. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to be making the Pro Bowl um, in Carolina over the next three years. I just don't see that happening. I just don't think – I think Tannehill has set the bar so high. As a Bucks fan, I don't want this to happen. So uh, I hope he doesn't make any play. Uh, let, let's quickly get to uh, the victory lap. And I don't know if you, you saw this, and I, I bring this up just because this is newsworthy. We talk about power in this NFL draft now that some – Things have trickled down, and Sam Darnold has officially been traded. I just want to feature this image from one credible source, Adam Schefter. Oh, boom goes the dynamite. With teams locked in their first three overall picks, the Atlanta Falcons now have received trade calls from multiple teams and are open to moving out of the number four spot, comma, per source. Give me the power. That's the most powerful team in the draft. I told you that earlier last week, Austin. You said it was the Dolphins. Nah, 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 nah. It is the Atlanta Falcons. And Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, now head coach uh, of last season. So we'll talk about that now. How does this Sam Darnold trade impact the top of the NFL draft? Because it absolutely does. And I'll give you a few ways, but first I'm going to tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How? Because of uh, full-body electronic muscle stimulation. That is legit stuff. It's zero impact on your joints. You're not lifting weights, so you're not putting stress on your bone structure. You're putting all the work on your muscle fibers, and you're attacking 95% of those muscle fibers Unlike what the normal weight room does, Mandu.com, the Pulse of Fitness, your first workout is absolutely free, and it is for you. It's for everybody. It's for uh, as young as you can be, 18 or older, or, or in your 90s, because Mandu's got clients in their 80s and 90s here locally. It can be for you, whether you've got injuries of the old or current, uh, whether you're out of shape, in shape, Mandu.com, your first workout's free. 21 years or older, you can get on BetMGM and bet in the state of Tennessee. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports, A to Z Sports. They got risk free bets. They have parlay boosts. BetMGM does a great job of giving you that a little bit more juice, as you like to say, not stealing the juice, but giving you some juice to turn maybe your odds into better plus odds. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. Use promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so the Sam Darnold trade absolutely impacts the top of the draft uh, by a lot because people thought with with San Francisco moving up from 12 to 3 like they did, they're expected to take a quarterback. We don't know what quarterback that's going to be. The Jets are obviously going to take Zach Wilson at two now that they moved on 
uh, from Sam Darnold. Trevor Lawrence, we know, is going one to the Jags. So there's the Falcons at four. And who else are the quarterback needy teams? Because we know there are five quarterbacks in this draft. There's Lawrence and Wilson are going one and two. The mystery third pick to the Niners could be Mac Jones, could be Trey Lance at North, North Dakota State, could be Justin Fields out of Ohio State. And then what? And then who's behind there that wants to move up to get that next quarterback? And where do they move up to? Because Kyle Pitts is getting a lot of run, and some people are out there saying that the, the Niners moved up to get Kyle Pitts at number three. And because they knew the Falcons weren't going to go quarterback. They want the that Falcons, pirate booty. And the Falcons wanted or would like Kyle Pitts. So here's how it works. I think if the Niners do not take, well, I think if the Niners, regardless, are going to force a trade at four because the Niners pick a quarterback, so it goes one, two, three quarterbacks, then whoever needs a quarterback jumps up to four with the Falcons. But if the Niners go, if it goes one, quarterback one, quarterback two, Kyle Pitts three, I think the Falcons want out of that and trade back and somebody else comes up and gets a quarterback. The only way I see the Falcons sticking is if the Niners go quarterback and Kyle Pitts is available and they want to stick and pick and not miss out on Kyle Pitts. But because of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and what they've done, they need defense. Arthur Smith is the offensive-minded coach. I feel like this should be the idea, is Arthur Smith comes in and can fix your offense immediately just based on the structure and how he works. Right. They need talent on defense. They're going to have to guard Chris Godwin and Mike Evans twice a year. They The Saints have talent in Alvin Kamara, and we just talked about Sam Darnold and the Panthers. But Zach... Who's the best defensive player in the draft? That's why I would agree with you. They're going to trade out of that. I don't yeah, think they stick. They can't stick unless they take a quarterback. Because it's quarterback or 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 move. Because this this draft is so offensive heavy. You've got the quarterbacks that we've all I just named them right. Then you've got Kyle Pitts, and then the three wide receivers with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Jamar God, Chase. Where did Kyle Pitts come from? Like he came out of nowhere to be. Uh, he he for was weeks. We have not talked about him being in a top five, and now there's rumors about the 49ers. Well, because the guy had an 83 inch wingspan, which is the biggest uh, of anybody in the last 20 years at, at, at the offensive skill position guy. He ran a 444 at six foot five, 240 plus pounds. The guy's a freak, right? So that's why. Tannehill's got small hands and he can throw darts. Right. But again, Kyle Pitts is a different type of animal. And Kyler so, Murray has to have tiny hands. That guy, and he can sling it. I, I don't know, but Kyle Pitts is a freak. It's just who wants to take a tight end slash wide receiver that high who you don't know if he can block. But anyway, but so back to my point, you've got the five quarterbacks, you've got the four pass catchers, and you've got Pene Sewell from Oregon. That's like the top 10, basically. Like now you've the best defensive player in this draft. Maybe Micah Parsons from Penn State who opted out. Maybe it's Patrick Sertan from Alabama, the corner. But there's no, there's no big body dude in the top 10 of this draft on defense. And so if you're if you're Atlanta and you you know you got to build on defense, then you got to get the hell out of four and move back to the early teens 
So you find the right defensive player at the right value and add more picks. So I think the Sam Darnold trade impacts it a lot because the Panthers are sitting there at eight and they knew they might have to move up to get a quarterback. Now they don't have to. The Broncos are at nine. You've got uh, the, the Patriots at 15. Are they in striking distance? You got the Bears uh, later on in the teens. What are they wanting to do with their quarterback? One, the, the Andy Bears Dalton. are trying to get out of purgatory, and and that that stinks for a big market team like Chicago. But they are a playoff team last year. You got to remember that they ain't getting better. You don't go from eight and eight without a quarterback to picking twenty seventh. You just don't. So they had you have to trade, and they swung and missed and they, on their trade with Russell Wilson because they didn't have a quarterback to send back to Seattle. Right, and that's what Seattle wanted. And Andy Dalton, like what the? Yeah, yeah. I was about to yeah Andy Dalton's friend. not the answer. So again, again, you're talking about those three teams, right? It's, it's, it's the Broncos at nine, the Patriots at fifteen, and then the Bears, I believe, are like nineteenth or eighteenth. So it's the Broncos. The Broncos don't trust Drew Locke. He's had enough time to prove his worth or whatever that is, and they have the best draft collateral. Now, right. I personally wouldn't mind, again, because the, the person that trades back doesn't want to be where the Bears are. And honestly, I would never do business with the damn New England Patriots, ever. I don't trust them because they're going to end up winning the AFC East somehow, some way because Bill Belichick's geniusness. Right. So it, it, this quarterback draft just got a lot more interesting with the Panthers being out of it. And so now it, it changes things up pretty drastically. I, I find that very intriguing. By the way, just got this uh, email in the inbox from the Tennessee Titans who officially announced uh, the addition to Jim Schwartz. Uh, as a senior defensive assistant. So Brent Doherty was correct with the title uh, that Paul Kaharski refuted earlier this morning. Uh, so Will the, Brent uh, take a victory lap with that? That's not Brent's style. I know, I know. But very uh, capable because he reported that Paul came back and said that wasn't true. He said, Paul, Paul didn't say that wasn't true. He just said, as of right now, here, I'll read from Paul's site. Uh, it's not the role initially reported by Brent Doherty as senior assistant, at least not yet. So Paul Couch is, is uh, what, what is that? What is that? It's basically, it's basically the fact that uh, it wasn't Paul saying that it was not a defined what it was? title yet. What it was. He says that it was not Paul's trying to say that it was not yet a defined title, but again, Brent was correct. So reading from the press release, senior defensive assistant. Here's a quote from Mike Vrabel. Excited to add Jim to our staff. He has a deep level of football knowledge and has overseen a great deal of success on the defensive side of the ball. So it's always good to add a quality coach to our staff. This role will provide our defensive staff with Jim's experience and perspective and staff meetings and on the practice field. So he is going to be on the practice field and it's <laughs> – Again, I don't have a problem. I'm not trying to try to start beef, but like, what's worse, a staff report or something that's just not true? I mean, Paul said he had a source on it. Like, I, I, I'm sources. Hey, I'm reading from Paul's again. Sources tell me for for right now, it amounts to a consultant job that may entail a few days a week. 
it's and final the Titans sh- say something else. And then Paul again, Paul is he probably should have just waited, but again, he had this sourcing, so he went with it, right? He said its final shape has not yet been determined, though. Schwartz may have worked at the at work for several weeks already. So Paul's real nugget is that Jim Schwartz has already been doing this for several weeks, and then it's not been finalized to what his specific role will be. So I, I think it's – I don't think – People yelling for me to throw shade at it. I'm not throwing shade at it. I'm just bringing that up that I just don't necessarily understand the article based on what Brent, who came out and reported it. Like, he sourced the thing, right? And he yeah. got it correct. And I would say – again, I don't know this. I think Brent had some good inside sourcing on this. So I, I don't – I just – it didn't – I'm not saying he just got for clicks because there was some bit, a piece of information, but the Titans just confirmed what Brent told us yesterday. Right. So what we know from the Titans, just in the inbox, that Jim Schwartz is a de- senior defensive assistant um, and will help provide the defensive staff with experience and perspective in staff meetings and on the practice field. So a little more than a consultant that he will be on the practice field um, as a senior defensive assistant, does it change your big deal, small deal, or no deal? It's still, uh, I mean, it's still a, it's a, it's, oh. I still say small deal. It's still a, it's still a great thing. Like, again, like I said earlier, kind of what Mike Vrabel said in this room, in this, uh, uh, that he has a deep level of football knowledge and, um, it's always good to add quality coach to the staff. Like, that's kind of what I said, that it's always a good thing when you add a good football coach to your staff who knows things. And so I still think it's a small deal. It's not going to be a drastic change. Like Mike Vrabel still the head coach is still going to be Mike Vrabel's solid defense. Shane Bowen's still going to be the defensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz is there to be a resource on the field and in the meetings. It's still a small deal. It's a bigger small deal. If you want to go that, yeah, sure, but that's not how we play the game. So no, I well, this is a, this is a reset because we have found out the new information. <laughs> I think it's still a small deal, but again, it's, it's, uh, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing for the Tennessee Titans to have Jim Schwartz on staff. All right, Zach, let's get to throwing shade. Cause uh, we've both got video on our shade today. And so I, my shade will have us go deeper into discussion about if this is fair or foul. And I want to know how people feel about these comments that were made. You may, you may actually, now I think about it, you may take offense to my shade. This may hit you so deep in the soul that you leave the show. Oh, man. Are you serious? Yeah. I just, it just kind of hit me of what I'm throwing shade at. You may, you may leave the show after my shade. Okay. It, not- it, 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 it is that personal to, I think, you. And, okay. That's all I'll say. All right. So you've got me intrigued and a little bit anxious. So <laughs> before we get to shade and we play our videos, first, uh, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. You know I could absolutely do that. I'm rocking with the Rivoli, baby. Rivoli. Let's get this. Let's get the wood, right? Knock on wood. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on this hardwood if you're with me. CalvinAndSubtle.com. That's where you need to go get your new hardwood for. 615-448-6414. That's 
448-6414. You can get this. Now, we feature these, these hardwood floors on the show now. CalvinandSubtle.com. They will order this material and install in your house, your kitchen, your living room, your den. It doesn't matter. They've got you covered one to two weeks. All these other guys, a oh, month, three months, six months, no. They are efficient. They'll take care of you anywhere in Middle Tennessee. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you. They'll hook you up with a great deal. They'll lessen the price, and they've got different prices on these. This is the Rivoli. This this will pop in your white kitchen. Your wife will love you. 615-448-6414. Your wife already loves you, but she'll love you even more. CalvinAndSubtle.com. Bet MGM, I've already got myself uh, working on an NBA parlay for tonight's action. Uh, still w- looking for that third leg and wait for some player props to come out later. But BetMGM is the king of sports books. Download the code, uh, download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports uh, for a, a chance at a risk free bet up to $600 with your first deposit and your first bet. The best thing is there's no losing with that risk free bet. You either win the bet and win the money, or if you lose the bet, then you actually get free bets back uh, where you get to go win more money. So BetMGM, download the app. Code ATOZ Sports, the king of sports books, as it's time to throw shade here on a Wednesday. And uh, Caesar says Zach uh, says that Austin looks worried. I slightly worried, um, slightly worried about the shade that Zach has teased about me taking personal offense to it. Yeah, very much so. I have no idea where it's going to go, but I have. We both have video for our shade. So Zach, I will start with mine because and we'll save your. We'll just delay my anxiety or extend it my anxiety even further. <sighs> I want to know how people feel about this because I saw this video late last week after we threw shade last week and it honestly pissed me off. And I watched it and listened to it probably 10 plus times and it made me angrier and angrier and angrier. Every time I listened to it, the LSU baseball coach sounds like one of the weakest coaches in all of America. Check this out. Listen, even though there wasn't a huge, huge crowd at Tennessee, it was an extremely hostile environment. Yeah. They were na- nasty. You could hear, <laughs> hear it over the TV. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, they, they were into Trey Morgan's uh, head. I mean, they were on him from the day, from the moment he walked onto that field. And, you know, I mean, it was a difficult situation with the umpiring. There were a lot of calls that went against, you know, kids, and they were having to deal with that. There was the other team was, you know, was was, you know, not handling things with a lot of class, quite frankly. And you know, it it was a it was an environment that those kids had been in for the very first time, and it was very difficult. Okay, there's so many things to unpack about that. One. How do you feel if you're Trey Morgan and your head coach goes on fanboy LSU radio where the two goober hosts are wearing purple and gold hosting the show, talking to the coach? But how do you feel if your head coach goes and talks about you like that on radio, saying that you let fans get inside your head so bad you couldn't play? Like, how I could not imagine playing for a head coach who sounds like that talking on radio like was he trying to compliment tennessee or dig at tennessee i can't understand it and by saying that these are guys who have not played in an environment like that before who are you recruiting 
you're you're LSU baseball. You play in the SEC. It's the highest level of college baseball you could possibly be at. You should be prepared. I guarantee you there are high school environments in high school baseball in Middle Tennessee who are just as hostile and hard to play for, for players. So have some mental toughness about your coach. Skip, you sound pretty weak, bro. I That made me so angry <laughs> that a coach talks like that about his play. How weak could you possibly be? My bro, it's a pandemic. The, the crowd is not even in full capacity. <laughs> It's a regular season game. It's like a midweek game that knocks billions that just live in the city are like, hey, Deborah, you want to go to the game on Thursday? Like, it's just, it's not a super regional. Do you think this is a coaching tactic? I don't know. Like, it makes no sense. Like, was he giving credit to, I do know this. Tennessee baseball is ranked the top 10, which is insane. And they've yeah. all their, their games are sold out <laughs> like you like because of COVID's limited things. Like but they're limited. Are, That's what I'm saying. They're not yeah. sold out to max capacity. You don't have drunk. I, and Well, you may have drunk frat guys uh, in the outfield on the porches of their frat houses. Which, by yelling. the way, you, by the way, the best thing about Tennessee baseball is because the university of Tennessee is a dry campus. You cannot have alcohol on campus. However, that left field fence is on the line of campus. And so you can have alcohol on the on the bleachers right outside of the left field fence. And your boy had a lot of fun spring Saturdays uh, back in school of being able to go out there and grill out and drink off campus at the baseball game. So it can be a hostile environment, but it's ridiculous. Like, how, how does a coach talk like that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's that's, 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 that's my shame. And I, I feel like people have the same type of reaction that I had. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. Uh, let's read some shades. Danny says, throwing shade at his wife's dog for running out of the door after he chased after her, tripped and fell on a tree stand that he hasn't hung yet, jacked up his uh, hind parts and ribs. So, so hold on. Danny's not taking ownership or responsibility of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's saying it's his wife's dog. No, bro, that is also your dog. You have a responsibility to the dog. It's not your <laughs> wife's dog. It's your family's dog. Step up and take responsibility. Uh, Rudy's throwing shade at Coinbase. Sometimes it doesn't let him buy crypto when he does have enough funds. So getting in on the Bitcoin and the Dogecoin right there on Rudy. Uh, Jeff says, oh, I know this is coming from. <laughs> Big Ten Jeff, shade on these analysts like Dan Orlovsky trying to bring down Justin Fields in his character, but no one brings up the Mac Jones has two DUIs. To be honest, Big Ten Jeff, I didn't know that Mac Jones had two DUIs. That's pretty good information by Same. Big Ten Jeff. I didn't know I did, that either. I did see the back and forth. Well, let's confirm that. If you can look that up to make sure that Big Ten Jeff isn't just throwing Big Ten jargon around. I, he's usually credible, so I don't want to discredit Jeff. But I, I'm uh, looking it up. I um, did see the back and forth between Dan Orlovsky and Kirk Herbstreet, and I agree with Jeff. I thought that was bogus. They they're trying to basically defamation of a man's character, and then come back and say, "Hey, I've checked up on it and done some more research." Uh, fair, 
Uh, Zach says throwing shade at the Bucks last night from screwing him on his four-team NBA parlay. They lost by one point, and the other uh, teams won. They did lose to the Warriors. I did see that. I lost money on the first half over. It did not go over, uh, unfortunately. Right. So, Matt Jones was a, had a DUI arrest his true freshman year at Alabama when he was 19. He was involved in a car accident where luckily no one got hurt, failed a field sobriety test, and charged with uh, improper ID by a minor. So he had a fake ID on him Ooh. and also uh, was a re- had the DUI there. So that was from 2017. So I, I couldn't find this. I just found the one. Like people have been <clears throat> writing some and aggregating, rebringing up that story uh, now. But when he was 19 in 2017, he had a DUI uh, at Alabama. <clears throat> Jason says shade on recent mock drafts. They had the Titans drafting safeties on back to back early picks. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, Zachary George, who spells his name Z A K, throwing shade at all the Zachs who spell their name with C H. I don't like throw shade at the guys that have the Z A K. I don't trust those Zachs. Don't trust because it's not even Z A C K. It's just Z A K. I don't know, Zachary George. I like, don't uh, know. The, the C is silent, uh, uh, right? Uh, all right, I'm gonna get to my shade. Yeah, I'm nervous about it. This is a going at me, right? Or something that I will be offended by? So here's my shade, Austin. Look, I know how I know I know you pretty well. And I know how much of the type of person that you are. And let's just face it, my shade is on supplement guy. My shade's on muscle milk. All right, and I'll tell you why I'll go I'll go a shade further. This is what hits close to home for Austin Stanley. Big, big, big supplement guy. I can't even emphasize that enough. He's dropping suppies morning, noon, and night. But the reason why I'm throwing shade at supplement guy is because one Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> is supplement guy. Take a look at these swings. You know, from a speed perspective, and I was just told by our Brandel Chambly that he has hit 140. I was not aware of that. 140 mile an hour swing speed. He did that at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational earlier this year and 211 ball speed. And and if, yeah, if I was VJ Rolf, I'd sit there and watch that just for giggles too. That's well, there's not crazy. a lot of talking going on. You know, he's hit more balls in the last minute than Fred Couples did in an hour out there. All Freddie did was basically wander around and talk to people. This is a drill for speed as quickly as he's hitting for Bryson. It's fun to watch. I mean, it's it makes, I, to well, watch. I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'd be in traction in a hospital if I tried this without a doubt. <laughs> well, hey, if you're listening after this show, just on iTunes, SoundCloud or Spotify or however you get A to Z sports mornings, Go back and watch that video. That's 40 seconds oh, of a grown-ass man jacked up on supplement, ready to roll on pre-workout, Dude. ripping, ripping golf balls, ripping golf balls. That, my friends, is my shade. That, that ain't muscle DGFO milk, has that, that is not muscle milk. That guy's face is buzzing so hard on pre-workout at that moment that – and look. I don't do pre-workouts. I don't do that. Like I you take, did. You I have. Did. Yeah, like uh, the last time I've done pre-workout was like four or five years ago. It's pre-business. 
I haven't taken pre-workout since we started this business. Like I, I do supplements. I take. <laughs> oh my God. My God. My God. Five a day. Five. Five Holy supplements. God. That's what I say. No, six, six. Well, one's a vitamin. One's a vitamin. One's a multivitamin. One is the main do multivitamin. That one doesn't count. <laughs> no. What is going on? That's supplement overload. That's why I said you're going to take my shade very I don't personally. take it offensively. I, I find it interesting. Rob, Rob's getting the second yeah. love of the day with Austin as a GNC credit card. <laughs> GNC is not, not the place. That was vitamin shop. Where are you nope, at, nope, bro? Nope, not vitamin shop either. But again, like, I, like I don't do, I don't do crazy supplements. I do uh, BCAAs, which is for uh, like hydration. <laughs> Come on, I, I'm not on pre workout, jacked up like Deshambo. <laughs> Deshambo, wait, hey, asking you shall receive. Yeah. Jimmy Allen wants to see the video again. <laughs> Let's go 40 seconds of raw pre workout, crushing golf balls in the morning, you know, from a speed perspective. And I was just told by our Brandel Chambly that he has hit 140. I was not aware of that 140 mile an hour swing speed. He did that at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational earlier this year and 211 ball speed. And and if yeah, if I was VJ Rolf, I'd sit there and watch that just for giggles too. That's well, there's just not crazy. a lot of talking going on. You know, he's hit more balls in the last minute than Fred Couples did in an hour out there. All Freddie did was basically wander around and talk to people. This is a drill for speed as quickly as he's hitting for Bryson. It's fun to watch. I mean, it's it makes, I, well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'd be in traction in a hospital if I tried this without a doubt. All right. So that's courtesy NBC. You know what? It just made me think of this. DeChambeau is catching the golf balls. Every time he hits it, the guy tosses him a golf ball. He is catching the golf ball like a dad hitting batting practice to their infielders as hard as they possibly can to get Carson, Johnny, George, and all the other players just rockets, rockets yeah. at them. The and Fred's catching them like that. The Fred Couples comment gets me every time. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's hilarious. I mean – <laughs> Welcome to the match masters boys and girls. I I tell you what, I don't think pre-workouts a smart thing for the game of golf because the jitters will just get you all over the place. All over the place. But yeah, I'm a supplement guy, not not hating on it. Big supplement guy. That's not 5 a day not counting my vitamin is not too many. Considering yes, that no considering, it, it, no, awesome. That's ridiculously no, it's not. too many. Considering one of them's protein shake, that's not. It's yes, not ridiculous. It is. No, it's yes, not. it is. You don't need that. You know how many supplements I take a day? I do after I work out, I do a mandu protein thing. That's it. That's it. Well, I'm telling you, man, you gotta follow the macros. You gotta set the macros up to succeed. If you wanna if you wanna cut that body fat like Mandu's told me how to do it, you gotta follow the macros. <laughs> oh man. Well, 
All right, that is my shade. I may bet on DeChambeau on BetMGM to win the Masters. I don't know what his odds are, just based on uh, pre-workout of what I, I see. I am, I am going to fade DeChambeau that if he's on that much pre-workout, there's no chance in hell he wins the Masters. No chance. <laughs> Hashtag follow the macros. <laughs> the macro, that's the answer, guys. Oh that's the God. answer. Oh, man. Whew, man, I well, that was one of my favorite shades. I laughed harder. I, I've laughed harder in the show's history, but remember, that's a we, top five. We reported when Lawan failed his drug test, we reported that Lawan was taking 27 a day. I'm just taking five. Uh, that that statement speaks for itself, though. <laughs> I'm just doing it's five. One of them's a protein shake, not that big of a deal. Yeah, 27 got his ass suspended for four games. Yeah, but I don't have drug tests I have to pass, but I'm also not doing anything illegal. Somebody did comment that asked if I was doing deer antler spray. No, but I, I did have a roommate back in the day who did order deer antler spray after the Ray Lewis situation back in the day. I injured that elbow. Get that elbow back in. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Hell of a show. Great show here on this Wednesday. We'll see you live on a Titans Thursday. We've got the magic bucket. We'll have a jackrabbit conversation. Uh, and I don't know. Who, who it's knows? also his birthday. And so my bring, birthday's my birthday. Bring the birthday cake emojis tomorrow. Bring them, bring them to the table. Bring them to the show. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you later on. Adios.